Welcome to the Activate Your Intuition podcast. My name's Gabrielle and I'm your host. I'm a spirit channel and shadow work coach and I'm here to help you connect to your full spectrum authority for your intuition so you can actively live your highest timeline, highest potential always because we didn't just come here to pay the bills. We came here to be led by our souls, to live in our mission and our dharma. And that is why we're here. Each episode will be full of stories, teachings, and lessons from myself and my spirit team. So come and activate your intuition with all of these channels. I am so grateful you're here. And if you want to be more than just a listener of this podcast, if you want to come and hang out with me every single month on a live free Zoom, please do. And all you have to do to sign up to the Activate Your Intuition community is head to my website, gabriellebentley.com, and I will see you in all of my free workshops. So without further ado, Let's dive into this week's episode because I know I'll be seeing you soon. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to this episode. I am so freaking excited because I have the most beautiful soul here with me. But before I really introduce her, I want to tell her why I really invited her onto this podcast and kind of like give you some backing into why I was like, oh my gosh, this queen needs to be on this episode. So I've been watching Claudia online for quite a while. She was kind of in my sphere, like we knew people who knew people. And I've been watching her journey maybe now for like two years, it feels like, even like maybe just under like a year and a half. And I've just really watched her evolution. And I was like, I would love to know, like what are the things that shifted her journey? And that's why I invited her here. So you guys can be like, if you've watched multiple people on the gram actually shift their life in the space of like less than two years, this is an actual example, an actual interview where you get to take away key input from someone who's actively transformed their life, right? So today I'm super freaking excited to bring on Claudia Crompton, who is the most incredible coach and spiritual badass. And she's just a leader coming and rising in this industry of both the spiritual space and the like mindset work. So hi, Claudia. Hello. How are you? What a fucking intro. That was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. It's been such a, I think so many people watch so many people on Instagram, right? And it's like, but why do we watch them? Like, mm. it's all for the story. It's all for being like, if you can do it, I can do it too. And I think no one's really actually speaking into like why we watch people. And I just think it would be such a valuable lesson that I feel like they're not smoking into. But yeah. I want the audience to hear your journey. So do you mind sharing it with them? Yeah, of course. Oh, great. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be an amazing time. And okay, so I was born on the Central Coast, which is an hour south of Newcastle. I was a competitive gymnast for years. So I've always had a bit of a bit of a mongrel in me. Like I feel like that was like 
hoed it into me at a really young age and unconsciously there was things playing out in my reality that I didn't know why they were. So it was like, you know, with gymnastics, it's very like hardcore, train hard, super mass, like boom, boom, boom. It was pretty much like setting yourself up for failure because you were always wanting to get like a 10, but you could never be perfect. So you were like striving for something that was unachievable. And I'll, I'll tap into that as to why I wanted to mention that. Um, so then I, you know, left home when I was like 19, moved to Newcastle. It was amazing. I love Newcastle. I did it. I had many lifetimes in Newcastle. Um, I was there for like five or six years and it was great. Like, you know, I did all my partying there. I went down a pretty deep hole with um, lots of drugs, depression, anxiety, alcohol, um, which I will touch a little bit into because it makes sense and it's all weaving in. So there was a few relationships in particular that I'm like so grateful I got to experience. At the time, not so much, um, but hindsight's foresight, right? And I was going through these relationships. I went to uni for two years. Um, I failed a subject and I was like, hmm, do I actually want to work for someone? So that was like the catalyst for me to think differently. Do I actually want to ask for time off every year? And do I actually want to work inside? And it was a fuck no. So that's when I realized, hmm, okay, maybe there's something else out there because I don't really like being told what to do. I'm very independent in that way. Um, and I really, I looked at things, I'm like, how are other people doing all this stuff, travel, and then I'm now working for someone else in a hospital? Like how did, how do I get there? So there was a few like little seeds along the way of like, hmm, I wonder, or like, hmm, I'm curious as to how that person did that. And then, so I dropped out of uni and I got into um, like lots of youth work and disability care and that scene and as well as um, hospitality. And I did heaps of different jobs, knew heaps of amazing people in Newcastle, lots of fun. And that was also the lifestyle of lots of drugs, lots of partying, because it was like, I was in that scene with hospitality. And then how do you, how do you blow off steam after work? If you work with kids all of the time, or you work as a disability carer, like that is so, it's such an emotionally, I guess, hefty environment to be in because you're trying to help them regulate, but you're forgetting about yourself. So it's like, how do I blow off steam? It's like, I just have a bottle of wine at home. So a lot of this stuff was very secretive because I didn't want people to know that's what I was like, but I was drinking like every night, like a bottle of wine every night. And I was just like, this is just what I've got to do to survive. And then that perpetuated a cycle of constant need to have it, to actually get through the day. And then at that time, you know, I was pretty open to spirituality. I was not really actually upon reflection. Like I went to a psychic reader and that was it. Um, but I always knew there was something more. Like I always felt like there was something bigger. Um, and then I got really into the drugs after a big relationship. And that's where it started to really go, I guess, downhill in the most beautiful way. Um, I couldn't go out. I would literally take myself to the pub to have like a few drinks after be like after work. Like I would just go there by myself. And I remember sitting there after a hectic day at work and I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you here? Like, Claudia, you you know that there's a bigger there's a bigger vision for you in your life. Why are you here? So there was like a brother, the, the feather, the brick in the truck moments. And that was like a semi-trailer. Like 
I remember waking up after a big bender and needing to go to work for a 24 hour shift. And I had one hour sleep and I was like, it was just not a pretty sight gap. Like it was not cute. And then I was like diagnosed with anxiety, depression, had binge eating, um, things like that. And then I was in a psychologist's office. I was like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, I didn't have any big trauma when I was younger. Why do I keep thinking this way? Why do I hate myself? Why am I numbing out with alcohol? Why am I sleeping with random men? Why don't I actually commit to things? Like, where is my consistency? My health is shit. Like, where, what is actually going on? So that was another truck moment. And I remember I was sitting at Merriweather and this random guy sat next to me and he had this book that everyone was talking about. And it was The Power of Now. And I was like, huh. And I, even back then, I didn't believe in coincidences because I was like, how does everyone in my life keep talking about this one specific book? And then someone random sitting next, sits next to me, right? So I asked him, I said, hey, like, what's that book like? Anyways, we got talking for three hours on a random, like, Tuesday at lunch and we just spoke, complete random. He's a really lovely guy. He still lives in Newcastle and he connected me to Jill, which is my first NLP coach and she actually worked with Dr. Joe Dispenza and she lives in Newcastle she's incredible yeah if you want me to connect her with you I will that's a leave but yes I would love oh, that oh my god okay you're gonna have to tell me more about that because I didn't even know <laughs> exciting exciting so yeah so that's how that started opening up and that's when I was like huh I was like connecting the dots. I was like, okay, numbing dissociation with the alcohol, perpetuating these shitty past, um, the past cycles and belief systems of like wanting to be perfect, but never could be perfect. And then that came to like the gymnastics thing, like the worthiness. And it's like, then all these like jack of the boxes started springing up. And I was like, oh my God, like, how do I get past this? And then after doing six months with her, I was like, holy shit, my life has changed so much and that was in 2020 that was in 2020 and I was like I need to do this for other people so I did so at the end of 2021 I finished my first round of NLP training with a company in Newcastle um company in Sydney and then I lived in Newcastle and then my ex and I decided to move to Queensland in a van so we did that in the middle of last year and then I did some extra training hypnotherapy um and another round of two big courses for NLP. So that's how my journey started. It become sort of out of nowhere, but it makes complete sense at the same time. Um, so yeah, that's my journey in a nutshell if we don't go down too many rabbit holes. So when did Bali enter and oh, Bali? <laughs> <laughs> Bali, oh yeah, I still like um okay, cool. Yeah, Bali, 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 Bali. So I um my ex and I decided to mutually break up at the end of last year. Um it was just like sort of we love each other, but we're not on the same trajectory. Um mm-hmm. and we could feel different things coming through and we're like, okay, I really think it's time for us to lovingly release this relationship. Cause if we were like trying to push it too much, it would have just maybe gone a little bit more south. Um, so I still have so much love for him. He's like literally one of the best people I know. And I'm so grateful for everything that we did. We were together for two and a half years. So after that time, um, because I wanted to travel heaps and he wanted to, but he didn't really want to. So I, I had to have an honest look and conversation with him and being like, hey, look, I think we're 
we're on on different planes right now. I think it's best for if we split apart. And he was like, yeah, I think so too. So Bali came into play um, uh, in February this year. Feels like a lifetime ago. Like I It does because that's when I feel like I watched the trajectory of your energy just skyrocket from an external yeah. perspective. Yeah, and oh, babe, like everyone's like, Bali, oh my God, like you had the best time. And I was like, babes, I was a dark night of the soul crying myself to sleep most nights. Like, and it was like Baptist by fire energy. And it's been like the best thing to come out of it. Like I think because I, I was so used to coping with external things and I knew to get to where I wanted to go, I needed to push myself so far out of my comfort zone. Like, you know, I can't just get a job if my business doesn't work. I can't do alcohol or I can't drink as much alcohol because my body at the time and still now rejects it. Like it doesn't make sense. And then um, I don't have all coping mechanisms because drugs are literally so illegal over there. And then I don't have my family and friends. So it was like this really beautiful balance of, oh, my God, I need to get my shit together. And self-discovery, holy moly. It was the best thing I've ever done, like one of the most challenging um, and the most beautiful thing. So I did that between February and April. So I was there for two months, um, came back early April because I decided to sign with a coach um, in Australia and she had some events here because I was going to go to Europe and continue traveling. But I was like, no, let's go, let's get your, you know, business underway. Let's like really build. So then next year when you're scaling, you can just go to Europe. So that's, that's it. How exciting. So what do you feel like other than like leaving the partner, what do you feel like has been the biggest shift where you've really like taken off in that time? And that's been so like a short reflection. Like what do you think really shifted? Mm, I feel like this is a very basic girly answer, but like fully betting on yourself and not knowing how to, but doing it anyway. Like really, really leaning into the foundations. I feel like last year was like a real foundational shifter. So I, I got to restructure my foundations of how I personally viewed myself. And it was just, it was an identity shift. It was like, okay, if I could travel, who would I be? Like, how can I become that now? And exposing myself to people that have had that. So I would follow people on Instagram. I'd start conversations with digital nomads and I'd have conversations with that. Um, and also doing like scary stuff, like investing into coaches and like pushing. I'm a big believer in like pushing yourself so far out your comfort zone, seeing how much you can swim. Like I'm a an adrenaline junkie for that kind of stuff. It's like a kink. Have you read Existential Kink? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Can I tell the listeners about this? Yeah. Okay. So Existential Kink is one of the best shadow workbooks you ever listen to. Holy shit. So it's like the unconscious patterning um, that is linked to like things that you want to quote unquote fuck yourself over with. So it's like the link to like why people always um, continue to manifest uh, bills because they unconsciously like to be scarcity. But it's something that it's so unconscious that when you bring it up to the conscious mind, it gets shunned and shamed. So then it gets pushed back down. Yeah, It's like the best, best book. And I just binge listened when I was in Bali. And I would just say, like, 
having fun doing the work. I feel like, you know, when we're in this industry or we're into personal development, I feel like it can be so dry, vanilla and like serious. And like existential kink has allowed me to just love on all the fucked up parts of myself and like fully love her so then I can move forward. And I think that's what the biggest thing has been is like loving, quote unquote, the shadows, loving that shadowy sadistic part of myself because she's welcome to party she's here for a reason right so loving all of those and just betting on yourself is the biggest one I feel like who who is actually going to do it at the end of the day like who's actually going to get you to where you want to go and it's you so until you're ready to make that switch and to make that personal identity upgrade and fully fully let go of your past self that's when the shit and I was in this point I was like whatever. It's only up from here because I'm literally in the depths of my soul right now. It's only up. <laughs> like it's only up. So yeah. yeah. But how many times, like, I don't know, it's just currently like re-entered my sphere and it's such an interesting thing to be witnessing, but like I'm witnessing so many people who are like, I'm still in the hole. Like I'm still here and I'm still climbing out. And like, do you know what I mean? Like so many people are so attached to the identity. It's like, they don't know how to shift and they don't want to choose to. And I think so many people in this industry are like, we get to just do it, but it just seems so unattainable. And I, and I think this is why I love how you speak and how you articulate because you make it seem so attainable and so easy and so aware of like, you're actually in control of you. And most like people are like, but that, that person made me do it or this happened to me. And you're like, no, just do the thing, read the book, make the step. And I think it's really admirable. Literally, it's actually, and that's a thing too. It's like, I guess I'm going to be specific with like my language here is because I know when I say we, we're including everyone. So like for me in my experience, I thought it was actually really hard. Mm-hmm. And like when you pedestal these things, when I in the past pedestaled these things and see what I just did there, right? That tiny little reframe, mm-hmm. I can tell you what, Gab, like that was, the best thing I ever did was just constantly curious as to why I used the language that I used. Yeah. Just like little tiny micro movements that I used for the last few months has genuinely made the biggest snowball effect. And I forget where I was going with that. Um, That's all I have to say. I think. (laughs) I love that. I love the book recommendations. And I know that you're a lover of Abraham Hicks. Is there anyone else that you're like to the audience that you would be like, these were the needle movers for me. These are the people that showed me that I could possibly move my own needle. Who would they be for you? I feel okay. The first person that really opened up my eyes to this whole different way of looking at life, because when I was younger, I would listen to motivational talks and stuff because I loved how it made me feel it made me feel really empowered so I was like cleaning the dishes with my mom and I was listening to Les Brown and um Eric Thomas and I was like 12 and then I started talking like them and mom was like what how why how are you talking like this motivational person go how are you doing that And I was like, well, I was just exposing myself to people. So I would say them too. They're the ones that really kicked off my journey. And um, I don't know, to be honest, I love, I love, or um, Amy Rushworth, boom, absolute goat. Greatest of all time, 100%. Amy Rushworth, love her stuff. And I love another lady, her name's Jasmine Mankini, Mankini. 
yeah. we'll go with it. That's yeah. perfect. Um, she's a friend of Amy Rushworth. And then also um, Alexis Fernandez, Do You Fucking Mind? That allowed me to have a really great groundwork foundation. Um, but when I started to get a little bit more woo-woo, spiritual, like high chunk up there, it was more of like the Abraham Hicks and um, and then EK, like existential kink and stuff. Yeah. I have a really random question to throw in for you because I was just contemplating on this this morning. And so many people, I think we use spirituality as a word of like, hey, this is where I'm going to heal. Like I'm becoming spiritual to heal. But like spirituality is kind of like its own sector, I guess. But the work is always the same work. I I don't know if you've thought into this or had an idea. I'd just love to hear your perspective. Yeah. So it's like, if you think about it, I view it as like a pair of shoes. Like not everyone wants to wear heels. Not everyone wants to wear sneakers. And I feel like, you know, mindset work is like heels, for example. Mm -hmm. And then the spirituality stuff can be like sneakers or slides. So it's it's just depending on like what you personally resonate with because I believe it's all the same. Yeah. The same. Like if you look at like, okay, what does it mean when you draw a boundary with someone? right? You're telling yourself that's what you stand for in the mindset realm. But if you also just change the pair of shoes, you're also then telling the universe what you're going to stand for. Mm. So see how they're the same, but different. Yeah. So it's like, what flavor do you like? Not everyone likes sweet chili, but some people like tomato. So it's like, whatever makes you feel good. I would follow that. I literally have a tattoo on my leg and it's follow your bliss. So just follow whatever makes you feel best. That's mm. the best way to put it. But it's interesting, like even with some of the, the old age teachings and some of the newer age stuff, it's like it's same stuff, different sort of rapping. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. I enjoy it. It's great. Yeah, me too. I really love Abraham Hicks. Oh, um, sorry. Oh, she's perfect. So good. <laughs> um. I would love to kind of ask you, what is it actually like for you running your solo line business? Like, is it what you expected? Like, I would love some insight into what it feels like on the other side, I guess. Mm, Okay, cool. So for the people that are in business, I just want to congratulate you and see you because Queen, it's one of the most rewarding things and one of the most incredible things you will ever do for yourself, for yourself. Because if you're choosing to be in a business where it's so easy just to work for someone else, you've already got the upper hand in my eyes. Like you're doing something that is traditionally, I guess, not not positively spoken about, but maybe it feels a little bit icky because we're not actually taught how to do our business. We're not taught how to be the best CEO because we're actually taught to be employees. So for you having that like little... Hmm, little hunch of you wanting to actually start and you doing it because for you wanting to start is a different thing from you actually starting. So if you're in the business sphere and you're actually started, like congrats, babe. Like hell yeah, we love that because it's so empowering to know that there is easy options to just take. You can just take an easy option, go work for someone else. So I will... I did also forget the question because I went on a little bit of a tangent because I just want to say thank you to everyone that's listening that's in business because fucking well done. Yeah, so it's like what has it been like for you to have a business? Like 
like what does it feel like what advice do you have anything along those lines like I just love listening to you speak so it's always going to be a perfect answer (laughs) thank you um okay so it's honestly been one of the most rewarding things I could have ever done I always knew I wanted to help people but I didn't know how I wanted to actually help and then coaching's come up and I was like oh I don't really want to be a a coach Um, But I'm like, no, it feels so young. Like, just follow it. So following whatever you feel like is best for you is going to be always the best for you specifically. So for me, like, that was doing business. That was then going into psychic mediumship and learning about spirit guides and, you know, light language and hypnosis and all that kind of stuff. So once you just have the bravery and the courage just to step out of that little box that society has perhaps popped you in, unconsciously accidentally but now being adults we get to take that power back and we get actually the the courage and the strength and the tools to step out of the box so the journey for me has been like very much like baptist by fire just fucking do it like push off deep end energy like i know i can i know i can do it when i push myself into situations that make me feel uncomfortable as fuck because when i had the door open in the path with me working for someone else I would easily just like skip out on my business, right? So what I did and what I would recommend people to do is one, have savings. Queen did not save. I literally one day woke up and I was like, I'm fucking quitting my job because I'm over this. Yeah. So one, have a beautiful safety blanket. Two, invest into someone that has something that you desire to have. And also, if it's in your sphere, it's meant for you, right? I did a post about this the other day. Like, if it's meant for you, it's already in your sphere. So if if you're seeing me and you're listening to Gab and I right now, what we have in our reality and you're listening to this is in your sphere. So, therefore, it's possible for you. So I just adopted the fucking bulletproof belief system. I was like, if they can, I can. And I'll be, like, stressed as shit and, like, crying and in the depths I'd be like no if they can I can if they can I can I program the shit out of myself because the way I look at life this is funny we're just computers we are just computers and all those thoughts and beliefs are just outdated old software that you now get to change and update with the new software so what do you want to think do you want to be successful business owner sweet as tell yourself you are and then also embody the energy of the person that does that do they let someone speak to them like shit probably not do they have a clean desk probably so just start doing the needle moving actions because I feel like that's when I actually started taking it quote-unquote seriously like actually showing up in the energy of it that's when it really switched for me yeah that's what I would say and I love like I just love your energy and your passion to be like, you actually just create your life. Like you just have to do the thing, show up as the person, feel it all right. And drink your like two liters of water. Literally. (laughs) All of it. Babes. Also, I'm going to say, stop drinking tap water. Drink filtered water, please. Yeah. (laughs) Filtered water, please. Please, please, please. Do you want to explain why? Oh, there's so many. Okay, cool. Yeah, I would love. So I didn't really care about it too much until my mentor was like, stop drinking filtered water. Everyone, stop drinking tap water. Everyone needs to drink filtered water. And I was like, okay, Natalie, 
sure. And I was like, yeah, sure, it's not going to make much of a difference. I don't know if it's placebo or it actually has, which I believe it's my belief system. I feel like actually has changed. Like my skin's clearer. I'm more, I'm more clearer in my mind. What it does is there's micro metals that they put into the water systems to like keep it clean, like fluoride and calcium and shit, like which actually calcifies your pineal gland, which is connected to like the greater, in my belief system, it's connected to like the greater whole, like, like um sexuality no spirituality and like your crown chakra and yeah if you want to look into it talk to listen to dr joe he has lots of stuff on yeah. the pineal gland. so much it's like so many people say the pineal gland is like the cosmic like microchip that connects to the bigger realm right yeah, i love that definition it's a great definition <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like these small things we do every day move the needle so far mm. like yeah you want to find a coach who drinks their two liters of water minimum <laughs> like make sure you set standards yeah literally and also the thing is like I had a little download the other day and it was like really cool download and I was like how long would you and I was having a conversation with my, a client how long would you show up for to get that certain thing like if you knew that you could have it how long would you show up for and if the answer isn't for my life Probs need to dream a little bit bigger. Wow. I love that. Because like in the, do you know how the micro needle movements, the one percenters, they are like light work, baby, light work, light work. Because I know where I'm going. And yes, the past is amazing. It served me, did lots of learnings, had lots of contrast. So it was like lots of what I don't want to know what I do want, right? So I'm like, yes, thank you. So then I now know that, you know, meditating 30 minutes a day, light work, baby. Waking up, doing my affirmation, light work. Because I know it's going to put me forward into what I do want because I know where I'm going. Mm. And how I've done that is shifting my identity and cutting things out that no longer serve you, doll. Get the scissors and chop it. And, like, it's going to feel super icky and I promise genuinely hand on heart and I know you felt the same too babe once you cut something out that you know that no longer serves you oh you get a whole nother like wind up your wings like it's a whole nother level of freedom when you're able to cut things off that no longer serve you amen (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so last question to kind of wrap this up like Let's say hypothetically you had to start again from the ground going, you forgot everything you've learned on your spiritual journey. You really can't realistically forget everything, but just hypothetize with me. What would be the one thing you would take into the new you if you were starting all over again? Meditate ASAP Rocky. I would do that <laughs> so fast because I was like, mm, no, like everyone says meditate. Meditate. There's a reason why every, every person says it. There's a reason why. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Um, Specifically, I love doing the chakra one, super fun. Um, Setting intentions. Okay, so let's go down a little rabbit hole for a quick memento. So intentions, what that's going to do is unconsciously, so with the physical part of our body, it's going to tell your brain, which is like the RAS, so the reticulated activating system, which is online when you play Spoto. So you know how you play Spoto and then there's like 100 yellow cars? That's your RAS at play. So what we want to do is because the unconscious mind always wants to be right, right? How good does it feel when you're right? It feels great. I love, I love being right. 
I'm always right, right? <laughs> so what the RAS does is it affirms to you what is in your reality. So when you set intentions, you're connecting to your RAS, which is the physical 3D human part, going, I set the intention to have fun day. So then unconsciously your RAS is going to look through the day and go, oh, that's a swing. I want to go play on the swing. Oh, this is fun over here. I'm going to play over there, right? And then it also connects you depending on your belief systems um, to your higher self, your, you know, the universe, the cosmos, whatever you want to speak to, God, whoever. It also then goes, hey, universe, yeah, I set the intention to uh, have some fun today. Send it to me. So it's using like the metaphysical and the physical. So I would say, yeah, intention setting, huge. Thank you, walks. Oh, my God, thank you, walks. Rampage walks, best ever, best ever. Literally go outside and just walk and say, thank you, tree. Thank you, pen. Thank you, shoes. Thank you, my body. Thank you, breathing. So it's something that will allow you to raise your vibration. Learn about vibration. Learn about vibration. That's another one that I would say. Those to you. I love, I love those. So how can people get connected with you if they've just loved listening to you just like I do? Oh, my God. Thank you, babe. So it's my first and last name, Claudia Compton, like the place in America. Gab didn't know where that was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I only know it because people have told me all my life, oh, my God, that comes in the place. So that's where you can find me on Instagram, um, my first and last name. And then TikTok, I'm actually committing, which is super fun. Uh, I'm having some and fun over on TikTok, which is my first and last name, Claudia Compton. And I also have a podcast too. So yeah, it's called Return and Remember. So that's the podcast. Um, there's stuff that podcast episodes drop every week on Tuesday. And um, yeah, they're probably the best three places. Magic. Thank you yeah. so much for joining me. Thank you for raising my vibe this morning. Thanks for having some fun with me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, it's been so much fun. Yay. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. But until then, stay intuitive and stay inspired.